All right. <clears throat> Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. All right. It's Friday, right? What does that mean? That means alien interview, right? We're on part seven. <clears throat> I was trying to figure out where we were. I wrote down a number and it didn't seem like we were there. So I kind of backed up a little bit and I do it every time, but for some reason I wasn't sure exactly where we left off and I'm not, I don't know what happened there, but I had somehow I, I messed up in my notes, right? So we might be backtracking a little bit, but we kind of do that uh, every time anyways, just to make sure that people are aware of where we're at, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Melissa says, man, we've been talking a lot recently. Yes, we have. <laughs> her and I've been talking a lot recently, uh, back and forth. So, and then she's here on Friday, and then she was here last Friday as well, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and she says, "I'll say that you were right." Well, th well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, things have changed already. See, okay, good for, for the better. I hope, right? And now I'm talking to Melissa, and she's in the chat. For those of you listening on the MP3 broad broadcast, you can't see the chat. Right, so you guys don't know I'm live on Facebook and YouTube, and I can see everything everybody says in that chat. But those of you on the MP3 file, you guys don't obviously you're just somewhere listening to a podcast, uh, MP3 podcast, so no chat for you guys. Okay, so <clears throat> so there's <clears throat> pardon me. So the so the backstory on this is uh, 1947 Roswell. Well, we had a, a, a alien spacecraft that crashed. The government, federal government, of the United States said that it wasn't. Uh, all of us uh, in the rest of the world for decades. Um, I mean, I wasn't around then. I wasn't even born then. But all of us for the for the decades afterwards, uh, been researching it, and we believe that there was a UFO that crashed, and it had nothing to do with this weather balloon. And so the woman who I had heard about, and many other people had as well, because she ended up her name came up a few times in a couple of different documentaries. Um, she was a nurse that claimed that there was a UFO and there was uh, aliens. She actually told uh, an investigator, Julie, welcome. Good evening. Um, and then there's there's Una. <laughs> evening. <laughs> evening, evening. Um, welcome. So told, told uh, an investigator that there was aliens there that she saw. And then, the um, you know, the military and the government discredited her like they did Bob Lazar and said, blah, blah, blah. No, that woman's crazy. I don't even know who she is. She wasn't even here. She never even worked for us. That kind of stuff. Okay, so. And then there's Rob from Full Spectrum Universe. Welcome. What's up, brother? Uh, and so then before she died, she took all the information that she had stolen from the government and the stuff that she had remembered that she rewrote down. She took all of this information and she gave it to this investigator. And uh, then she um, basically had a doctor help her commit suicide because she was dying anyway. And it was, and it was legal over there. She was in Ireland at the time. and. She turned over the information. The guy put it together. Uh, Reese, welcome. Welcome, my friend. The guy put it together as, as a book, and then he read it, and this is what I have here is a copy of that. Okay, and so I think this is a computer program. that We, we discussed that last uh, last week, a computer program that uh, is reading this um, because I, have, I believe I have that same voice on my computer program that I actually have. And that I've used in the past, but I haven't used that particular voice. Or I might have. I'd have to go back and look at the stuff that I did with the uh, the girls from the Czech Republic because instead of me reading it, I have the computer do it, right? So, um, uh, Lenore, welcome. Uh, so, so this is the alien interview. We're in the middle of it. So if you guys are here for the first time, you've already missed like two, two uh, well, probably, well, we're on part six. So you probably missed 
the first hour and 48 minutes or wherever it is that we're starting here, hour 47, 29. And I think we're actually at hour 53 minutes, but I'm going to start back here just a little bit so that like, because you guys will understand the content when we get up to where we were. If I just start where we stopped, unless it's at a chapter, right, which I did a couple of times when it was chapter seven, I think we stopped there and chapter four, uh, we stopped there. So it was at the chapter. So it was easier to uh, start anew. We start, we stopped actually in the, in the middle of, uh, of uh, the reading last week. Okay. So this is the interview that this woman had telepathic interview w with this alien. She would only communicate with this nurse. And I say she, because the alien was the pilot of, of, of the spaceship and it was a woman. Uh, she identifies herself as a woman and uh, she's in a, you know, inside of a, um, a, what, what do you want to call it? An exoskeleton, right? Like a doll. She re she refers to it as a doll, basically. And I've heard about this with the grays where um, where they're stored, like, you know, like you would store in a dresser and you open up the dresser drawer and there's a wrapped up gray alien in plastic and you open up the plastic and, and it, you can, you know, turn on yeah, bio suit. You could turn on, no, thank you, Melissa said that. You could turn on the uh, bio suit and, and uh, either have it as a bio robot or you could occupy it. And this is what she's doing. She's occupying this bio robot so that she can move around in this three-dimensional space because she is apparently just energy. So she's occupying this inside this, the um, um, bio suit and she's communicating telepathically with this nurse. Okay, so that's the information on the backstory for this. So let's go ahead and start right here. Right? And so she's telling the story now about the old empire, which are the ones who supposedly created the uh, prison planet, which is, is uh, bullshit uh, in, in my opinion. But there's a lot of people out there in the uh, fringe academic world that are starting to buy into that lie, uh, which is, which is, is too bad. Uh, that they're doing that because that's the the lie they're trying to paint to the world to get everybody to basically let the vampires in. You have to invite, you have to invite. We control the narrative here. We control the matrix. We're in charge of that. So if if someone tells you a lie that you were created as an as a as a slave labor race for aliens who are supposedly mining something that is so precious on the rest of the universe that we have more of that here than anything else, gold, diamonds, silver. Right, They're, that's not precious. We have those things right here, manufactured on this planet, over and over and over and over again. So much so that we have gold in alcohol called gold schlager. We put gold in our teeth, right? And they've been doing that forever on this planet. So it's not precious because if it was, there would be cargo ships hanging around up in the sky right now and making us, as a slave labor race, mine gold and give it to them. And they're not. So that whole premise of us being a slave labor race made by aliens. And, and then what they, oh, they went away because their planet is in this orbit that goes way away from Earth. So they leave for 10,000 years, 100,000 years, then they come back again. Right. So, but they're going to leave unattended their, their, their honeypot, right? Going to leave their honeypot unattended with a bunch of slaves there. Right. Just just hanging out, leave them alone for 10,000 years, 100,000 years and hope that when they get back, these slaves haven't passed them in technology. Do, do you see that? That's like saying the earth is flat and then saying, well, it's because some guy sailed out and found the firmament because it was it didn't affect him or his entire crew once that one time. But it affects everybody else. And, and how would he know that if he sailed to this said wall? Right. So that's just as stupid as, as the earth is flat. 
right? Slave labor race with, you know, oh, but they set up this automatic system so that when you die, you get caught in this trap and it mind wipes you and, and the computers speak to you because they don't have anybody manning it because they've left the whole place for, for until their planet comes back close to Earth again, right? So they can't fly back and forth over the, the, the distance of where their planet goes, but they can fly. So they're not like, so they're not gods, obviously. Because first of all, why would God need a starship? Captain Kirk asked that question. So if they are gods, then why do they need to fly around in spaceships to get here? And why is it they can't get here when their planet is really far away? Because they're not fucking gods. That's why. They're just people like us. They just have spaceships. That's it. Because a god doesn't need that. Because the god who created the universe would, and then created us, supposedly, as a slave labor race, would be able to just be here right now. Blink! Because I'm God. Not, I have to wait till my planet gets close enough to where I can fly there. Okay, so we weren't fucking created by a slave, by an alien race as a, as a slave race. Now, is it possible that we're a penal colony? Well, that is true. We are. We are a penal colony for many different reasons. Okay? And um, and she's kind of getting into that now. That's why I'm, I'm talking about that. Well, I mean, the truth is, even if the, none of that happened, let's just assume that we weren't created as a slave labor race. Let's say that we weren't created as a as a penal colony and we were just here on Earth. The fact that somebody's trying to take over Earth, I know this for a fact, right? You can read it in the Law of One. So nobody's disputing that with what they're using. And they've been warning us in the Law of One, Right. The whole premise of that warning is, look out, there's a group from Orion called the Orion Crusaders who are trying to invade Earth by telling you that you were created by them as a slave labor race and that you're in a penal colony. Okay, so that's what we're trying to tell ourselves. And if we all believe that, guess what happens? They show up and go, hi, I'm your creator, God, worship me. That's how they take over a planet. They can't take over the planet unless we all submit to them. So what they're what they've done is is the powers that should not be the priests, which I think they're going to talk about coming up because I was going back and forth. So I believe it's come, it is coming up. They're going to talk about the priests now. The priests corrupt things, and that they're actually in prison as well. They're mind wiped, and that may have been something we just finished. Okay, so so in, in a sense we are stuck here, and I don't want to get into that because that has to do with the law of one and 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 our whole being here the whole, the whole reason for us being here maybe i should get into that really quickly the whole reason for us being here is because here is where you're a puppy you're a, you're a baby soul and you have to decide you have to learn certain things obviously right that you're going to be learning for the rest of your existence and you also have to decide whether you're going to be a good person or, a, or an evil person so you're already stuck here anyways until you figure that out so in a sense this is a penal colony by design because you're inside of a panic room, which is inside of a panic room, inside of a panic room, and possibly inside of another panic room. And you're supposed to figure all these things out to graduate. So, so in essence, God did create everybody who is, is alive goes through this. So you all are locked in a panic room until you figure it out. That means you, until you actually grow up, mature enough as a soul to where you have the understanding of how to unlock this place. And then you get out. But the powers that should not be are, are trying to keep people from doing that. So the people that are here are trying to propagate the, the uh, prison planet ideology as well. And that's because they were told by you know, the old empire, quote unquote, the Draco and the, and the uh, uh, Crusader, Orion Crusaders, 
that they will we'll make you warlords of all of Greece if you just bow to us. That's the, that's the, what they gave them. So they also didn't brainwash them and said, oh, you're part of this noble race, the, the, you know, the, the Luciferians. Okay, so here's the thing. The Luciferians got here, if we are a slave labor race, the Luciferians got here the same way we did. They were arrested by somebody and locked in fucking prison. So even if there is that supposed you know, a Luciferian race, which there is the elongated skull people, they're no different than anybody else on this planet. They're fucking prisoners too. Okay, so they're just prison people who think they're in charge of the prison. And they're being promised the gates to the prison if they keep everybody in prison. Does that sound familiar? That's what they do in prison. They have certain people they call trustees that they give them more and more power. And that way you have the prisoners watching the prisoners. And so you can sit back as the as the warden and kick back with your feet up on your desk because you just got the prisoners watching the prisoners. And then you got guards watching the prisoners. Then you got cameras watching the guards watching the prisoners watching the prisoners. And you sit in your office watching the cameras. Do you understand? So they're doing the same thing here. Now, does anyone actually know whether or not all that's true? Well, this is what I have to say about that. Like I said, if this was a penal colony that was made for slave labor, then what are we supposed to be doing here and digging up? Well, they, they say gold. Okay, so if that's the case, why is there nobody guarding the prison right now? Why is there nobody guarding the, the most valuable spot in the universe that has this gold that's, that they, is really, really valuable in the universe, and there's no one out there fighting over it? Because it's a, what, a really, really cool kept secret? Right? You got to find Earth to know what's here. No one knows it's here. So that's like saying Australia was never found, but it was. People find islands out in the middle of nowhere because they go exploring. If this was, this would be the fabled, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, fountain of youth. There would be legends about this place out in the universe and people would be looking for it. Just like, you know, just like El Dorado in, you know, when the, when the Spanish conquistadors got to South America and Central America. They were wandering around looking for El Dorado, a city made of gold. And the reason that they told them that was so that they would keep going out into the fucking jungle and get attacked by whatever animals were out there and catch all kinds of hideous diseases. And the indigenous people were hoping they would all go out there and die and never come back. It was bullshit. They just said that to them so they would leave them alone and go look for it. Do you see? There would be fabled legends out there. And, there's, and people would be looking for it. There'd be wars. You'd have aliens popping in here all the time trying to get our shit. They're not. Okay? So we're not a slave labor race, and I feel bad for all those people in the fringe academic world who are now, I've noticed, have taken a shift and started to um, spread the same word as the uh, ancient aliens were, uh, on television, on the History Channel. That, you know, they, that's the whole thing. That's what they say. That's the premise of what they say in every show. Somewhere during the course of that episode, it's usually the beginning, the middle, and the end, they start preaching that we're a slave labor race built by aliens to, to mine gold. That's the only reason that they say the aliens are here, not any other reason. And that's what they've, I've, I've watched every episode. In fact, I have two recorded that I haven't watched out of every single episode they've ever aired. And that is the theme of every single episode. Somewhere in there at the end, they go, allegedly, or maybe we were created as a slave labor race to mine gold for these people. The Anunnaki. You guys figure that out on your own. But they're telling you, they're planting that suggestion in your mind because that's what they want you to believe. Zachariah Sitchin, they keep saying he translated the, the scrolls and it says we're a slave labor race. That's, that's an outright lie. He thought that. He translated them wrong. 
I didn't believe that. Somebody told me that. And I said, well, oh, wait a minute. Where's And here, here's the site, the website. You can go there. And here's the actual translation. He was wrong. I went to the website. So he's been debunked, <laughs> right? So what he said wasn't true. But that was the that's the narrative that the Orion crusaders want you to believe. And everybody, and this woman who's telling this story, like I said, she's she's pulling a verbal Kent. Everything she's telling, she got out of the books that she had them give her to read. So she's making up this story, and I'll, I'll point that out as we go as well, right? She she is her race are a bunch of atheists. They believe there's nothing better than them. They are the gods. There is no one above them. There is no no deity above them, right? And and she's you know and we here are also gods, but we're too stupid to know it because we've been mind wiped and we're in a prison. Right. And so she's propagating the same story. Do you see? And along with, and if you guys haven't seen the movie, uh, uh, The Usual Suspects, you should watch it. Uh, and at the end, when you realize that what Verbal Kent was doing to the FBI agents, well, he made up his, the entire story uh, by all of the stuff in the office on the walls, pictures and, you know, wanted posters and, and everything that was in the, uh, in the office. Anything he could see that would give him an idea. Uh, of of uh, you know how to tell it's the story and just spun in the yarn. She's doing the same thing. She reads all these books that they keep giving her, but she won't let anybody cross examination uh, of any any anything she says. You can't. No one gets to ask any questions, and the ones they do are very superficial. And the ones that are the hard questions, she won't answer. She refuses. She won't take any question from any person who is military or uh, CIA or FBI or any of that. Right, now it doesn't matter what the question is. She doesn't. She will not answer their questions. So it's all one-sided. First of all, that's the problem, right? And you guys, if you guys have been here before, you know that you've seen that. Okay, so <clears throat> that's a problem, right? So all right, so let's go ahead and start with with this, and you'll see as as we get going. You'll and I'll I'll cut in, and you guys will see what I'm talking about. Kindness fosters kindness. Cruelty begets cruelty. One must be able and willing to use force tempered with intelligence to prevent harm to the innocent. However, extraordinary understanding, self-discipline, and courage are required to effectively prevent brutality without being overwhelmed by the malice that motivated the brutality. Only a demonic, self-serving government would employ a logic or science to conceive that an ultimate solution to any problem is to murder and permanently erase the memory of every artist, genius, skilled manager, and inventor, and cast them into a planetary prison, together with political opponents, killers, thieves, perverts, and disabled beings of an entire galaxy. See, now, I run to this part, that part right there, on purpose, because do you see what she's doing there? It's very subtle. Only a crazy, crazed uh, governmental system would do this to people. Now, this is an atheist because what she's doing is taking a shot at the creator of the universe. Only an insane madman, cruel, cruelty person would take all of the universe's talent, erase their minds, and stick them in on a planet with a bunch of deviant, criminal, rapists, murderers. So it's and see so what she's saying is right there essentially that if there is a god she's angry at that god because that god did this because if this place was created by the creator because we're supposed to learn from all of this and it is true that we would be all of those things we would be all you know we would be either brilliant and de designing and and uh, you know all of that and, or we would be the, the opposite evil criminals so she's saying only a madman bent on cruelty and evil 
would take beautiful souls and put them with evil souls on the same planet and erase their minds. That's what she said in that paragraph. Without saying, I'm so angry at the creator. There is no creator, right? So if there is no ultimate creator of the universe, how did it come into being? She doesn't have the answer for that because she doesn't let anybody ask her that question. <laughs> Moses says, I'd rather be a criminal. Thank you. Um, right. I mean, well, I wouldn't. Right. But, I, but, you know, I'd rather be locked up with everybody like this than, than, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's what you're saying. And I, and I agree with that. So th th those are little shots right here, right there that she just took that on the surface, it looks like she's just saying, you know, that's cruel and unjust punishment. And that's a human trait. She didn't even say that, but she's implying that whoever put people in this position is downright evil and despicable. So she's taking a shot at the creator of the universe because she doesn't believe in the creator. She's an atheist. She believes that she's God, right? That she does. We are all, you know, isbees. Everybody who is an isbee is in the God. Even we are here on earth. Well, in, in one sense of, of the higher, higher, higher purpose of, of our souls, she's correct. Right. That's how that's how atheism works anyways, because if, if you look at it from from a certain perspective, you can you can apply your ideology to anything. If you use logic, it doesn't matter if it's sound or not. Right. That's why people still say the earth is flat, because they can come up with a compelling argument and nobody can prove it because they say, well, we can't prove it because we can't go in space because that's all a lie, too. So they take away all of your ways of proving it by saying that's all bullshit. And we can't do that. Right. So they so they just, you know, put that's what she's doing here. She put she's throwing something out that you can't cross examine and you can't and you can't question in any way and you can't prove or disprove because she's not allowing it. See, so if you do that, if you talk to people like that, Danny, welcome. If you talk to people like that and you only give them what you want them to hear, there's a reason for it. That means you're lying to them. You're omitting something. And what's being omitted is always the truth. All right, let's continue. Once the Isbees expelled from the old empire arrived on Earth, they were given amnesia and hypnotically tricked into thinking that something else had happened to them. The next step was to implant the Isbees into biological bodies on Earth. The bodies became the human populations of false civilizations which were designed and installed in the minds of the Isbees to look completely unlike the old empire. Right. And see, now we did cover this part last time because I, but I wanted to back up to that spot and go through there and then come back through here because this is when they get into the sun type 12 class seven planet is, is what in Star Trek they would call a class D planet, which means it's a planet that is inhabitable by humans. Okay. It's, so that's the, that's the designation that she claims, right? That is, that is for this planet. But if you're going to lock somebody in a prison and mind wipe them, you know, why would you, I mean, think about the, the intricate design and what it would take for somebody to say, I got an idea of what we can do with all of our prisoners, right? Well, we already have them locked away somewhere and detained, right? We have to because there are prisoners. So you can leave them there. No, no, no. I think what we should do is we'll go and find an inhabitable planet way out in the middle of nowhere, and then we'll put them there, but we have to re restrain them. So what we'll do is we'll shock their souls so that their mind wipe will lie to them, give them a different identity, tell them that something else happened to them, stick them in this meat puppet that we'll create uh, that, that'll be, they'll lock them in a prison. 
but that meat puppet doesn't live forever. So it's going to die at some point and they're going to get out. Well, why don't we just design something that lives forever that we can put them in? No, they didn't do that. Right? So this is how smart they are, whoever whoever our, our, our slave masters are. No, what we want to do is we want to stick them in there and let them out every 100 years or so, 60 to 100 years. We'll let them out. But then we have to catch them. So we now we have to build something new again. Right? So now we have to build these soul traps and put them around the planet in various places of where they would try to get away. We're not going to just create a bubble around the whole planet that, that there's no way out. We're going to give them a couple of spots you can sneak through if you pay attention. Right? So they're putting us in an easily escapable prison with two inept guards. Sounds like Dr. Evil, doesn't it? That's exactly where I got that quote from. Okay, so they're putting us in a prison that's temporary, that we're going to die, we're going to shoot out our souls, and if we recycle enough, we may get lucky and go, wait, don't go into that light, but if I head towards Jupiter and then take a ride at Mars, there's an avenue of escape I can get out. So So they're leaving a way out so that, and they created a planet that sustains life for a short period of time, not an extended period of time, but they want to keep recycling you and have you keep coming back. So they had to design this bigger apparatus with, with, that has holes that you can get out, right? And so they're leaving gaps. What would they, why are they doing that? This is how inept they are. What, are. what are they, Joe Biden? Is it the president of the United States that created this whole prison, supposedly? This smacks of... Well, we sailed our ship to this firmament, this big giant wall of ice that we couldn't get past. And then we turned and sailed 70,000 miles and never found the end of it without stopping once for for any kind of food or water, which is weird because they can't go more than a couple of months at sea because there's not enough room for the food and water that it would take to go longer. But these guys sailed 70,000 miles in one direction and came back in in the same direction. Now, you have to remember they were on a sailing ship with sails and a crew because this was in the 1700s and that's how that that was the that was the whole uh, uh design of flat earth was because it didn't affect them but the firmament affects everybody else including birds and all the fish and all the life and it makes you turn to the right and you just keep going around uh, and then if you turn back around and head back the way you're coming it's okay now you thought you think you've gone around the planet to the other side and you're coming back say so this is the same thing so they, so somebody designed an easily escapable prison with two, with two inept guards, and we're in it. And I'm supposed to buy that. I'm supposed to buy that. Okay? And that's the best they could do. And this lady shows up, and she's telling us that. You guys are so stuck, I can tell you how to get out, and you can't even do it. <laughs> but our people got stuck here, too. She's, she told us that. Her people got stuck here, too. And they're mind wiped and they still can't find them. And the ones that they do have, they're still stuck in the human body. Wait a minute. So these guys live forever in that human body, but we don't live forever in our human body? This just doesn't sound like it adds up. All right, let's just continue here. Of the Isbis of India, Egypt, Babylon, Greece, Rome, and medieval Europe were guided to a pattern and build the cultural elements of these societies based on standard patterns developed by the Isbis of many earlier similar civilizations on Sun Type 12 Class 7 planets that have existed for trillions of years throughout the universe. So she just got done saying that they mind-wiped us and, and wouldn't let us have familiar technology because it might break our conditioning. Yet, she just said, contradicting herself, that they implanted 
all of the stuff in our heads to get us to build these different things from every culture that we were supposedly stolen from. That's contradictory. Do you see how she literally contradicted herself there? She just got done saying that they mind wipe the people and they don't let them have any remnants of old uh, empire technology. She's about to talk about that again. In the earliest times, the Isbis sent to prison earth lived in India. They gradually spread into Mesopotamia, Egypt, Mesoamerica, Archaea, Greece, Rome, medieval Europe, and to the New World. They were hypnotically commanded. So, okay, now let's look at this timeline right here, right? Let's look at what she's, the words that she's using here. So the earliest times, the Isbis sent to prison earth lived in India. So now she's claiming that, that everybody was put in India first. So life didn't come out of Africa. Life didn't come out of Australia. Apparently, it came out of India. Okay. They gradually spread out to Mesopotamia, Egypt, Mesoamerica, right? So wait a minute. So when when are the timelines on this? Because then they're, then they're going to Archaea. They're going to Greece, Rome, medieval Europe. So there was nobody living in Europe before the medieval times. And they came there and they were medieval, is what, she's, this is what she's saying, and then the New World. So when the Europeans made it to the New World, there should not have been anybody here, but there was already humans living here. So why doesn't she talk about those humans that were already here before the Europeans made it here? Do you understand, guys? Or she's trying to say that it was the other way around and she's talking about the natives who got here. She's not saying that. Right, she's specifically using medieval Europe and the New World. See, that's that's this this bullshit. There was already people here, so she's talking like as if the first time we were put on this planet, it was now in our memory. Again, she's reading from the script of the books that she just read, the history, because that's this history is not the first history. This history is just this one that we remember now. So she would have not used those terms. And those places, she would have said what you now call these places, but she didn't because she knew that she wasn't going to have any questions and she wasn't going to have to specify. Right. She's full of something. Yeah. Julie says, wow, she's full of something. Yeah, she is. We call that a pile of doo-doo. <laughs> right. Right, so so Una says, went and, uh, so who were the people here before medieval Europe? Agreed. There were people there before medieval Europe because that's medieval Europe. There was people that were there before it became that. That's like saying there was nobody in Japan until feudal Japan. Yes, there was. <laughs> right? There was nobody in Egypt until the modern day. No, there we, we know there was the people that were there before. Do you see? And even before that, there was other people. So when you look at civilizations and cultures, they talk about the people that were there before. Look at India, and they talked about the gods that were living on the earth, and now they found the cities under the ocean, like 50 freaking uh, feet or 100, whatever it was, 500 feet below the, the sea level. The sea level has risen since then, and we tend to live on the coalines. Of most places, there's look at the look at our planet now. We will always live it on the coastlines. If the water keeps rising, we have to back away from that coastline, and then we would have fabled stories about our cities sinking into the ocean. Okay, so there was people here for millions of years. Why is she referring to them in our modern terms? That's my point. Were there people there? Yeah, 
Before it was called Greece, there was people there. Now, she, is she using these terms for reference, point of reference? I can see that, but then you wouldn't say medieval Europe and the New World. You wouldn't use those terms. You would use North America and Europe because she's talking about a specific timeline when you say that. Do you see? But she's not going to take any questions, so you can't ask her any questions. You can't, you can't go, wait a minute, lady. Right, like the Celts, etc. Exactly. We don't know what they called themselves. We call them Celts because the, the, the Greeks called them Keltoi. And that word means those people who live up there who are not Greeks. They were Vikings. They were Southern Vikings. Okay. But they don't, we don't know for certain what they called themselves. But the Vikings didn't even call themselves Viking. That was something they did. That was something they did. They've gone a Viking. That means, that means it's looting and pillaging. Adventuring. So they, they were called Vikings because that's what they did. So that's not what they called themselves. They had different names. The Geet was one a group of people. Beowulf was a Geet. He lived in Geetland. He was a Geetlander. Okay. Another, another uh, Russian, uh, the Rush, the Rus, was another Viking clan. We called them Rusians. There was also the Hessians. Those people were still around until modern day. They were a clan of Vikings, right? Look that stuff up. I'm not making this up. Look that stuff up. So these people were around prehistory, and she's talking historic names for places. She could be doing it for point of reference, and I could be way off, but why would you do that? You would be trying to show somebody that it was older than that a long time ago, and you'd be, at least I would think. So I, I just don't trust anything this woman is saying, but I think there's some truth in it because you have to have some truth. Obviously, she is an alien, right? And some people say, oh, no, I, that was just the CIA. No, I'm not going to buy that the CIA was secretly in the next room screwing with the other CIA guys in the next room who were trying to interrogate an alien in the next room. Right? <laughs> yes, right? The Hessians fought in our civil war. Absolutely. Julie, you're absolutely right. They were hired. They were, they were mercenaries. Not all of them, but they, they, you know, the people have mercenaries. Look at the French Foreign Legion. They're mercenaries from around the world that join, and you give up your name, and you come come up with a new name, take on a new facade, and and now you're in the and you're mercenaries that work for either France or they get hired out. German mercenaries did the same. Russian mercenaries did the same. American mercenaries do it. To this day, we still there's people who are mercenaries. I know a few. I've known many in my life who were in some military somewhere in the world and they became a mercenary and they go around and they are hired guns. They work for people for money and they do war for them. We, we have, we call them private companies now here in, in the United States, private security companies, right? Those are just mercenaries that are, they're hired guns for companies or for governments. Have them all over in uh, Afghanistan right now. Shh. Don't talk about that. All right, here we go. Tended to follow the pattern of a given civilization by the old empire prison operators. This is an effective mechanism to disguise the actual time and location from the Isbis imprisoned on Earth. The languages, customs, and culture of each false civilization are intended to reinforce amnesia because they do not remind the Isbis on Earth of the original old empire planets from which they were deported. On the very far back track of time, these types of civilizations tended to repeat themselves over and over because the Isbis who created them became familiar with certain patterns and styles and stayed with them.
It is a lot of work to invent an entire civilization complete with culture, architecture, language, customs, mathematics, moral values, and so forth. It is much- okay. So we're we're to believe, right? So now we're to believe that this is what they did, right? They got here with prisoners, and instead of giving them just no background, they decided, well, we have to give you something, and it ha- and we want to do it so that it keeps you from what you originally were. So they invented. Now think about this. How many languages and cultures and backgrounds are on this planet? Thousands, hundreds of thousands. And they've changed over time. So we're talking about they have had to create and recreate millions of backstories. Millions. Because think about, the you know, well, okay, well, no, maybe they just did it similarly. No, they didn't because they just talked about the fact that everybody that came here were from so many different diverse places, and that's why she said that, or unless that's coming up. But but they, they, she talks about that, and and it you know, and, and they chose pictures of different people from different um, uh, places around the world, and says those people look like that and act like that because that's where they were from. Well, she she just now said that they created completely different backstories. Now, why would they do that and make a separate backstory for every single race they bring here? Completely different from everybody else's backstory. Why not just make it one backstory and everybody on the planet believes that's where they're from? That's simpler. Nope. They went through all of the negotiation of taking time to make completely different languages, completely different nuances, completely different uh, uh, types of backgrounds with completely different people with completely different colors. Create black people and put them in Africa and then put souls in the African ones and gave them one kind of background. But no, we're not going to do that across the entire planet because it's snow up here. So we're going to create white people up in the snow and then we're going to create a different background for them. A whole religion, a whole concept, a whole language, a whole bunch of laws. But now we got these other people that we're going to create that are Asians. Right. So we're going to put one on this island over here and they're going to be different from the ones that are on the mainland. One's going to be called Japanese. and The other one's going to be called Chinese. But they're all going to have the E's at the end of their name because because they're going to be Asian. Yeah, that's it. Then we get these other ones that we're going to put slightly out in the water from them. But we're calling that water the Pacific. And we're going to put people there and we're going to have them completely look different. And we're going to call them Pacific Islanders. Do you see? We're going to have a whole culture just for those people. But now on land over here on this the on this North American continent, now we're going to have this blend of people from over there on the other side of the planet because we didn't have any people over here originally. And, we're, and then they migrated, see? And that's how they came here. But they interbred. So the, inter, the indigenous people here are going to be called Caucasian because they're going to be part European and part Asian. I don't have any Asian blood in me, so I can't be called Caucasian. I'm not a cock Asian. I am a Viking. I am a European. I don't have Asian blood in me. I also don't have African blood in me. Okay? I don't have any Aborigine blood in me either from the Aboriginal. Well, I do have some from here, Native American. I do, I do have a little bit. So I guess maybe I do have that color in me somewhere where I could be Caucasian because I have like 3% Native American, right? 2 to, two to 5%. So I just rounded it into the halfway to 3%, 2 and a half, whatever. Okay? So... So, see, this is another thing that I'm not biased. So there's people sitting around thinking shit up so that in every different country, they can create a completely different culture and background and race and language for those people that they plop down in that area. Why would you do that? That's just way too much work. That's a moron does that. Then you got to keep your story straight as to who and to keep them separate, right? Uh, That way the backgrounds are different. But then we're going to create religions and have those encompass everybody. doesn't matter your background. 
right? Think about that. And then we have religions that we're creating and corrupting, and and one is the, the Hebrews follow, and another one that, the, you know, the, but the, the, all the religions have changed too, right? So if you go back into, you know, to, uh, uh, to uh, Egypt, they had their own whole religion just in that country, right? And then you had the same thing with the Hebrews were just slightly off of, 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 of Egypt. They were only a couple hundred miles away over there in the, what we now call the Gaza Strip, right? So I'm supposed to believe that there's some slave masters sitting out there, and every time they plop down, well, we got this guy from the, the, from the light reflecting in Venus, and he needs to go on Earth in a peanut colony, um, but we took his whole family, so now we have a whole race. So now we have to create, so we're going to call these guys Vulcans, and we're going to put them there, and they're going to have little pointy ears, and then we're going to give them a whole different language and background because we can't have them blending in with all these other people. They have to be separate. Why? All of this is just way too much work. When you break it down to what they supposedly are doing to, to create this place, God does less work. <laughs> the creator source does less work to create this. The creator source plops people down and says, make your own shit up. <laughs> Decide for yourself. That's a good prison. That's a good prison, but we're going to make it complicated. We're going to make you guys all speak in tongues. So you can't communicate with each other. Weird thing, though, is because we learned how to communicate with each other and speak each other's language. So that's bunk. That was blown out of the water in the first 50 years. Less, probably. So that would be that would, that's a waste. That right there, that in and of itself. We're going to give you different backgrounds and different cultures and different languages so you hate each other and you want to kill each other. So you keep, what, dying sooner? So you have to be caught and put back in prison again? Think about this. The best the best one would be if I created the Viking civilization because they believe when they die, they go to Valhalla and they get to murder and kill each other all day long only to be resurrected at night to feast and have a party and, and screw it like crazy and debauchery and go to bed drunk and wake up the next morning and start all over again. That's the best prison. You're never getting out. There's no way out of that. When you get there... You're there for the rest of eternity, slaughtering, raping, pillaging, having sex, and sounds like a day on earth, doesn't it? That's the best one. That's the one that works. You don't have to create anything. You create one thing once. Everybody just bides by it. You're all there. You, you're enjoying it. You're murdering and raping and pillaging, and then you go to sleep and you wake up, and you're right back where you started the next morning. Have breakfast, start killing, raping, pillaging, and then have sex and have food, and and then you know, and somebody has to go out hunting the food, I guess. They don't talk about that much. Maybe it's just the gods provide it for you. That's the actual best prison. Why would you create a, a, a 150,000 civilizations with 150,000 languages? I mean, we currently have, what, 160 countries on this planet? and Every one of them speaks a different language, has a different background in religion. Why would you do that? I'm going to throw a penal colony over there. We need to call them Australians. We'll, we'll let those guys... Uh, um, be there for a while until they turn that into a penal colony like we did with Earth. And then the people that from the penal colony are going to try and wipe out the indigenous population. Then we have the indigenous population in North America. And then we have the Europeans showing up just like they did in Australia. And they take that over and kill off the population of people that were there. Right? Those people were minding their own business, just running their lives, not worried about things, far more in touch with spirituality than we are in our technological age. But yet they created all this shit. I'm not buying that, man. Come on. This this lady who, this alien is just flat making shit up in line. And because nobody is able to cross-examine, um, you know, you, you could take it for what you want. Anybody who reads this, 
uh, and takes it for 100% gospel, you can do that because it's your choice. But I'm telling you, this alien is full of shit and lying. All right, so let's continue. Much easier to replicate a copy based on a familiar and successful pattern. A Sun Type 12 Class 7 planet is the designation given to a planet inhabited by carbon-oxygen-based life forms. The class of the planet is based on the size. And while I was talking, I didn't see that my my brother popped in. There's my brother in real life. Jeff right there is my brother. So I didn't realize. Welcome, Jeff. I didn't realize you popped in. Hi. <laughs> I was reading and talking, and I wasn't looking at the chat until I just now did that because I had a free moment. Looked at the chat and went, hey, there's my brother. Size and radiation intensity of the star, the distance of the planetary orbit from the star, and the size, density, and gravity and chemical composition of the planet. Likewise, flora and fauna are designated and identified according to the star type and class of the planet they inhabit. Okay, so now that part would have to be true just because, you know, the Goldilocks zone, that's what we call it in science, right? You would have to have a planet in the Goldilocks zone for us to, to be able to inhabit that. Right. So now where they, they go out and they did they build the earth and put it in place or did they go out and find a, a planet that was suitable? And then there's our prison. Let's get them. Get them into there. Right. And, I mean, come on. That I just I'm not buying that, that you know. And then, oh, and then we picked out a bunch of floral and plants for you, too. Well, that's because the ecosystem has to work. The ecosystem has to work. So the planet has to be alive so that it sustains life. Do you see? On the average, the percentage of planets in the physical universe with a breathable atmosphere is relatively small. Most planets do not have an atmosphere upon which life forms feed, as on Earth, where the chemical composition of the atmosphere provides nutrition to plants and other organisms, which in turn support other life forms. Okay, so if that were true, that means that we're, the, we're like the Goldilocks zone. That if, that, if that is true. On the average, the percentage of planets in the physical universe with breathable atmosphere is relatively small. So if that's the case, we would have people coming here for everywhere showing up because this is the Goldilocks zone and it's perfect. Everybody would want to terraform here. This is what we, so it wouldn't be gold. They would be looking for this if they're living in a 3D world where they have to breathe oxygen. This would be the place they're looking for, just like us. We're looking out in the universe to find another place like this that we can go to. So people would be doing the same thing, and they'd be showing up here and going, you guys need to move the fuck aside because we're bringing our race here because we have too many on our planet. You guys are nothing compared to us, so you're out of here. You don't, you don't see that happening? Why? Oh, because the, the governing body must have a really good military system that's sitting with all of its guns pointed out the other way, guarding their prison. Well, no, because this alien made it here. She came here. And they don't seem to be caring uh, at all about Earth. Think about that. She did that. Ah, you guys are just a prison planet. We don't care. But you're one of the rarest planets in the universe. She just said. Think about, think about this, guys. Think about what she's saying here. That is so contradicting. You guys are, are completely useless to us. You're a penal colony. We could give a crap about Earth. However, just so you know, Earth is one of the rarest planets in the fucking universe. That would make it valuable territory. Oh, well, we own you now, but your penal colony is still up and running and we don't know where the bosses are of that. That's how, that's how, uh, how, you know, how big we are because we're, we're the gods and we're taking over the universe. Wait a minute. Why does God have to take over the universe that God created? So you're not God. <laughs> you're a conquering race of people trying to take over, but you say you, you guys own earth, but you didn't know anything about it. 
until you read the books, and now all of a sudden you know it all about Earth. Right? Think about that now. And then she's trying to give us the history of Earth. But she's only telling the history that we already know from our own knowledge of the history of Earth. Only she's spinning, well, you guys are a penal colony, and uh, and you're living on the most rare planet in this quadrant. And, um, you know, we, we just passed you by because we were just here to make a base in the Kuiper Belt. Right. The, the remnants of Moldek is a perfect jump off point for our invasion of the center of the galaxy. We don't give a shit about Earth, the most rare planet. We found the unicorn. There's a bunch of prisoners on it. We don't care. We're looking at the center of the universe. That's our goal. But you are you guys are living on one of the rarest planets in the universe. The fuck. Right. Melissa just said that. The fuck. <laughs> She's she's not an idiot. She's brilliant. She's spinning a yarn, right? She's spinning a yarn to to make us think that we have no hope whatsoever, and that you know she's almost laughing at us and mocking us for being prisoners. But yet, you know, they were here trying to find their prisoners, their people who are in this penal colony to try and get them back home. I don't give a shit about the rest of you, because you guys got locked up for some shit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> When the Domain Force brought the Vedic hymns to the Himalayas region 8,200 years ago, some human societies already existed. The Aryan people invaded and conquered India, bringing the Vedic hymns to the area. The Vedas were learned by them, memorized, and carried forward verbally for 7,000 years before. Hold on. So now she just said that when the, when the uh, Domain Forces got here, 8,600 years ago, there was already people here. Wait, what? She just said that they took the stuff and it's up into the mountains and the, there was already people here and the Viking people invaded and that's what brought the, the, they brought the knowledge to the Arab people. So that means the knowledge was not, that means that ancient, the ancient world if, if they're claiming, she's just claimed that India was where everything started, but that all of their fervor, all of their information was the, was given to them by the by the Vikings. Wait, what? How is that uh, not a contradiction? The the past that the Indians in India are are claiming is their culture was given to them by the Viking people. That's what she just said. So that right. The Vedas were learned by them, memorized, and carried forward verbally for 7,000 years before being committed to written form. All right, let's, let's continue what she's saying here. For being committed to written form, during that span of time, one of the officers of the Domain Expeditionary Force was incarnated on Earth as a Vishnu. He is described many times in the Rig Veda. He is still considered to be a god by the Hindus. Vishnu fought in the religious wars against the old empire forces. He is a very able and aggressive Isbi, as well as a highly effective officer who has since been reassigned to other duties in the domain. So an officer of theirs portrayed himself as a god, made it down here to the penal colony, and raged a war against the, the um, old empire, the, the slave masters from Earth, to what? Why? Was he trying to free Earth? Was he trying to just piss them off and harass them? She doesn't give you any details. Oh, he was here, and people still think he was a god, 
and um, he was here and he fought in religious wars against the old empire. Again, that's a verbal Kent. She read probably the 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 Vedas or the you know the the Brahma the in the in the Bhagavadita. I always say that wrong. The Ramayana. Those are probably books that she had them give her. So she's taking that past and applying that and saying, "Oh yeah, one of your gods was one of our people, by the way, um, that came down here and um, fought in wars against the other people, and that's what you guys thought was your." Uh, War of the Gods. It was really just two different penal colony, uh, you know, uh, f fighting over your penal colony. So why did they need the people down here then? Why did they need to come down to Earth to fight a religious war with the people who are stationed in space somewhere? I don't know. We don't get to ask that question, do we? Well, because they could come down to the prison, going to. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm trying to go and 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 get a prison. That has been there. Now think about this. That'd be like me. I live out in California. That'd be like me and a bunch of my friends attacking San Quentin prison. But we get on the inside first. We're trying to take over the prison. So we're going to go in the prison, pose as as prisoners, and then start an uprising in the prison to fight the gods. And the gods would be the, um, the California penal uh, uh, organization. So we're going to take on the state of, of California and the United States government from within the penal colony itself because we're trying to free it. That's the most asinine way of ever attacking. That, that's like leaving Afghanistan, taking out all your military and leaving your civilians there and then trying to figure out how to get your civilians out after the country's been occupied by your enemy. What moron would do something that stupid? Do you see? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Somebody actually did that recently. <laughs> uh, uh, I knew that and I did that on purpose to prove a point. Okay, so this is stupid. <laughs> right? So she's just trying to show that, oh, no, Vishnu is actually one of us. This sounds like the Catholics trying to go after all the other races and prove to them that their God is the same as the, as the God that they worship now because they're trying to convert them into their religion. They did that with, look what they did with the Celts and the Vikings. They changed it the, when their God was born, when their God died, and when their God was resurrected to mirror the gods of the places they were trying to go and attack people and take them over religiously and convert them to their religion. She's doing the same thing here. She's, she's trying to show us, well, look, your whole civilization basically was designed by, by a friend of mine when he was down here, called himself Vishnu. You guys still think he's a god, right? Think about that. So that so they're claiming that this penal colony people came down here and created 160 different languages, backgrounds, religious things, laws, and then they came down here and wiped all that out and created the one single God. But she also said that that one single God was a lie to get people to stay asleep. So now which is it? She contradicts herself every time as time goes on, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's verbal Kent. She's lying and making the shit up as she goes, and she must be laughing about it in the inside. But she is still telling us some things that are we need to know, and that that's what I'm here to do with this. Because you could just read this on your own and blow past all this and just believe every word this woman said and go, oh, wow, man. Because then what she's saying to you is, you're a slave labor race created by aliens to mine gold. 
she hasn't come out and said that exact thing yet, but you're, you're in, in a penal colony, right? But they had to create all your languages and backgrounds and all that stuff because they didn't want any of it to remind you of your own home worlds. But then she said that people started building stuff that was, that was from the old empire, memories of the old empire, all of our modern uh, technology and, and uh, buildings that we have today look like so everything that we started after art deco which is in the 30s and the 40s right so everything from the 60s until now that we've built is actual looks like and resembles old empire stuff so uh oh wait a minute what's happening are we are we waking up then she doesn't talk about that let's continue this entire episode was orchestrated as an attack and revolt against the egyptian pantheon installed by old empire administrators the conflict was intended to help free humankind from implanted elements of the false civilization that focused attention on many gods and superstitious ritual worship demanded by the priests who managed them. It is all but she just said, okay, hold on, let me finish, let her say this part, and then, and then we'll talk about that. All part of the mental manipulation by the old empire to hide their criminal actions against the Isbis on Earth. A priesthood, or prison guards, were used to help reinforce the idea that an individual is only a biological body and is not an immortal spiritual being. The individual has no identity. The individuals have no past lives. The individual has no power. Only the gods have power, and the gods are the contrivance of the priests who intercede between men and the gods they serve. Men are slaves to the dictates of the priests who threaten eternal spiritual punishment if men do not obey them. So, you know, that was true in all the religions, still is, in all the religions that are corrupted, except for the Christianity and the, the Hebrew religions. So you have to see the religions of the East, right? Now, and I'm not talking about like over, she's right about Africa, which is, which is what they had. And she's right about, say, if you look at the Vikings, they believed in many gods. Right, the Native Americans here on this planet believe in many gods. Most police people did, but then you had the monotheistic ideology that came into play a couple thousand years ago. Now, it was actually more than that. So this develops, and she's saying that now she's claiming. But see, here's the thing: How can you say that we came down and the god Vishnu? What about all the other gods that they had in their pantheon at the time and still do? The god Vishnu came here to change old ways and to believe in the one God. Is what she's trying to say right now. Right? No, she's saying that it was corrupted and that was what all the gods and that you were told that you were nothing and that you only had one life. And they, Now, that, it was that way. It was that way and it changed, but it wasn't because of Vishnu and the Hindus. That's not what changed it. That's not what changed it at all. What changed it was, it was the Moses character and then the Christ character. But see, now she's acting like the timeline of this last 2,000 years or the timeline of the last 5,000 years. However, the same Jesus occurrence happened during that time period in other countries, one of which happened in uh, um, Egypt. Right, Melissa says, I really want to, I honestly want to cover her mouth. Okay, so she's, again, she's saying things that we knew in 1947 to people in 1947. And we know more now about our past than they did in 1947. So all she knows about our human past is what 1947 knowledge knew about our past. 
and about religions and about the way things were on this planet. And now coming forward to 2021, I know far more than the books she read about the past of our planet. You guys all do as well. Because we've made an inroads and discovered things since 1947 that's given us a, a great deal of... In fact, the... the uh, uh, what, what Tutankhamun wasn't even found until what? 1948. So in 1947, and, and she mentions Tutankhamun. So maybe my timeline's raw off. I'm going to have to look that up because maybe it was further back. She mentions Tutankhamun. But she also gets that wrong. See, and, and uh, that was that was just prior to I was playing it to get up to where we were. And she was talking about maybe we, I let it play here for you guys. I'm not sure because I did that back and forth a few times. But she said that Tutankhamun was the was the was the, you know, the son of uh, of Akhenaten. Right. And what's her name? And, the, and the, he wasn't. He was the grandson. Right. Because you had the, the Akhenaten was the one who tried to change the religion. Maybe I'm maybe I'm messing myself up here, but they, uh, to one uh, monotheistic religion and the, the people didn't like it so they eventually got rid of him and got and, and went back to the many gods well then you have tutankhamun comes into play right i mean so i i'm just saying when she when you look at what she said and the timeline that was a 1947 belief of who was the mother and grandmother or uh, father and grandfather of king tut and then that changed by coming forward in time until now, it has changed. And it's not that that relationship is not uh, drawn the way she thinks. So she got that from a book. So she only has the technology or the memory, the history of our planet that is provided to her by the humans allowing her to read books. She doesn't have any knowledge of what happened before when she should, because she was here, her people, she just admitted her people were here 8,600 years ago. So she should know and doesn't. Why? Oh, well, the Earth's in quarantine and we're not supposed to go there. But you guys keep showing up. Somebody should be spying on Earth. You're trying to find your own people that are supposedly locked in this prison. So why aren't you guys in a duck blind somewhere watching the Earth? You should be. And you're not. You just periodically meander in every couple thousand years to try and find your people to break them out. But a couple of them broke out somehow. But you're saying that you can't. See, that's just, it, that's, no, I'm not buying this, man. Let's continue. What else would one expect on a prison planet where all the prisoners have amnesia and the priests themselves are prisoners? The intervention of the domain force on Earth has not been entirely successful due to the secret mind control operation of the old empire that still continues to operate. A battle was waged between the old empire. If it's so secret, how does she know about it? <laughs> right? I mean, think about this. If it's secret... How did she know about it to be able to tell us about it? It's not too much of a secret. It's not being kept very well because she knows about it and she hasn't been here except for now, supposedly. No, she said she was here once before, so she might have been part of that 8,600-year uh, old, but, but she, what, she didn't know about it then, but between then and now, she, she's been told about it. She was vetted in by her people. That means her people know about it. That means it's not a secret. Secret's out. Higher forces and the domain through religious conquest between 1500 BCE and about 1200 BCE. The domain forces attempted to teach the concept of an individual immortal spiritual being to several influential beings on earth. Now, why would they do that? She's claiming now think about this. She, she's part of the domain. She's claiming the domain does not believe in us in, in gods. Period. No gods, because there are, we, we, each one of us is the God, 
We are gods, all of us. Isby is a god, is a forever immortal person. So why would they come down here? What would the purpose of them coming down to Earth, which is a penal colony, just to change the religious ideology and fervor of the people? Because what, they're trying to help us wake up, but they're not waking us up? Because if they're on the outside and they're concerned enough to come down here and wage a war over religion uh, to, to fight for one true God, right? Yeah, then, then why are you mentioning it, right? Moses says, <laughs> then why are you mentioning it? So, so that, you know, we're, we're, why would they not come down here and go, there is no gods? Because they still want us locked up, but they want us locked up in their way. But yet she defies the idea of a god. And so that's the, her whole purpose and her people. But yet we came down here in your past and fought a religious war against the old empire to try and teach everybody of one God. So now she's claiming, without saying it, that she created her people, created our God. Do you see how she's slipping her people into being uh, above us and being our rulers and being our creators and being our lab technicians and prison uh, keepers? Do you see how she's doing that? Well, you guys are a penal colony, but we own you now because we've annexed this uh, this uh, uh, part of space away from the old empire. However, the old empire is still managing this penal colony, and their people are still around somewhere. And we just don't know where. And every now and then, they poke the head out, and they, and they kill one of us, and then we fight them off and go and hunt them down. So, well, then that means this is contested territory. Nobody owns it. They're fighting over it. One has claim. The other one says they have claim. This is Jerusalem in the 1100s. Right? See my point? So why would I then, if you want to, if you want to, you know, well, we want to have you guys change your mind. Cheryl, welcome. We want you guys to change your mind and not believe it, that there's many gods. We want you to believe that there is only one God because we want you to keep you here as our prisoners. Why change anything? Again, why change anything? If it's fucking working and we're prisoners, why would you come down here and try and disrupt that when we're not trying to free you? In any way, we just don't like the idea that they created many gods. Well, what? You could give a shit if we're prisoners. I wouldn't give a fuck how the wardens run the place. If I come over and I buy a company and it's a prison company and I go, oh, let me go and check out the prison. Hey, listen, you got these people believing that there's a hundred gods. I don't like that idea. I just need to want them to believe that there's only one God. You see my point? What the fuck would you do that for? It doesn't matter. It's working. It's working. So don't, don't, everybody got to go, everybody has to be in charge. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. So now what you have is people who are wanting power. Well, it has to be done my way. We have to have it our way. This is bullshit. She's making that shit up to, to show by basically, well, we created your religion. We created your God. Before that, there was many gods. And that was the old empire that was your penal colony uh, uh, owners. And we came down here and changed that narrative to just one God, but doesn't tell us why. Oh, we we're trying to save you? No. Why would you do that? What was what would be the outcome of coming down here and just laughing? Let's go to their prison and fuck everybody up and start a new religion that there's only one God and try to push out the many gods. <laughs> That'll fuck them up for a while. That's what you, that's the only reason that you have a motivation to do that unless you have some other plan, right? She's not saying, well, we were trying to help you guys. Let's see what she says. One such instance resulted in a very tragic misunderstanding, misinterpretation, and misapplication of the concept. 
The idea was perverted and applied to mean that there is only one Isbi instead of the truth that everyone is an Isbi. Obviously, this was a gross incomprehension and an utter unwillingness to take responsibility for one's own power. The so, so wait a minute. <laughs> oh, hold on. So let me let me. One such instance resulted in a very tragic misunderstanding. So there was a there was a a, a problem in translation. Right, something failed in translation. It was a mis misinterpretation and misapplication of the concept. The idea was perverted and applied to mean that there is on, there is only one isbi, there is only one God, instead of the truth that everyone is a God. <laughs> so so they came down here and said, listen, everybody, hold on. There is only one God. No, no, wait, wait, no. You guys are all God. <laughs> so what, they didn't understand English very well, and they said it backwards like Yoda, and everybody took it wrong, and they went, oh, oh, okay, so there's one God, and we all need to worship that one. And then the, what, the guy didn't say, wait, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you guys are all gods. There was no, no, oh, okay, we'll just run with that then. Do you understand? So what happened was he came down, he told them and left, and then came back later and found out they misunderstood him, but didn't do anything to correct it. I mean, come on, what? <laughs> it was just a real misunderstanding that there is only one God. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you misunderstood what I said, right? That, that's like uh, what Mel Brooks wrote that when he came down the mountain uh, as Moses. And he says, you know, God has given us these 15 and he drops a tablet and it breaks and he goes, oops. And he looks down, he looks back up and he goes, 10, 10 commandments. <laughs> oops, I, I misunderstood the language and I said it backwards. So I said, there is only one God, not there is only one, that, that you guys are all one God. <laughs> are you kidding me? Let's reread that. There was a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation and a misapplication of the concept. The idea was perverted and applied to mean that there is only one God instead of the truth that everyone is God. <laughs> how do you how do you say that backwards on accident and not notice you said it? Well, no, I said it the right way. They just took it the wrong way. But I didn't notice that until a thousand years later when it was religion was already started. You know, the one you guys mostly listen to now <laughs> on this planet, because the big three are all based on that monotheistic God one God. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Old empire priests managed to corrupt the concept of the individual immortality into the idea that there is only one all-powerful Isbi and that no one else is or is allowed to be an Isbi. Obviously, this is the work of the old empire amnesia operation. It is easy to teach this See, so so she claims here that it was the priests who did that and turned it around. Well, they took power. They did do that. Okay, and even Ross says that in the Law of One. But but it wasn't it wasn't her people that came down and did that. It was Raw. They came down here and they had and they made the pyramid. They claim and the pyramid was supposed to help everybody ascend. But the priests took control of the pyramid. And said that there, the, there is only one God, and only they can talk to that God. And that was what all the religions uh, do, and they still do that now. There's only one God, and you guys aren't it. 
right? But all of the religions has has evolved to start saying we are all a part of that God. And that started when Jesus got here. So are they going to get into Jesus? And she's going to claim Jesus was one of her isbies too? What was he, her second lieutenant? She knew him too? All right, here we go. This altered notion to beings who do not want to be responsible for their own lives. Slaves are such beings. As long as one chooses to assign responsibility for creation, existence, and personal accountability for one's own thoughts and actions to others, one is a slave as a result. So now she's blaming, this is perfect thinking by a conqueror. She's blaming the slaves. Well, you know, the, this thinking about a monotheistic one, one God is, is the idea of people who don't want to take responsibility for themselves. Slaves do that. No, they don't. They're slaves. Slave by the terminology, it means that they were enslaved. That means they were forcibly put in the position they're in. They don't, they don't sit there and then go, okay, I'm, I'm now a slave, so I believe that I don't want to believe that I'm in charge. So someone else is in charge of me. And, um, and that way I'm, no, they're going, you're not in charge of me. Even prisoners are like, you're not in fucking charge of me. That's why they have to be beaten and have guns and have to be held in cages. That's why people who are enslaved are never just like wandering around free. Because you have to control them. Because they don't want to be that way anymore. Because they don't, they're not buying into it. They're trying to get away. Well, that doesn't sound to me like somebody who is sitting down going, yeah, there's a God, so I don't have to worry about being in charge of my own actions, and, and um, I'll just pray to that God to help me someday to escape from this prison. But I'm not going to do anything on my own to do that. I'm just going to keep praying for it to happen. That's somebody who has submitted. So again, what she's saying is, She's blaming the slave and diminishing us. You're a slave, therefore you don't know that you believe in your God, and the reason you believe in your God is because you're not trying to get out of your little prison. You're just accepting your little prison because you're a slave. Slaves do that. Do you see the concept of what she's teaching about that? Not you should be defiant and you should be learning and you should be trying to escape. She's still trying to propagate your slaves and have no hope of escaping. But I can leave whatever I want. Result: <laughs> The concept of a single monotheistic God resulted and was promoted by many self-proclaimed prophets, such as the Jewish slave leader Moses, who grew up in the household of the Pharaoh Amenhotep III, and his son Akhenaten, and his wife Nefertiti, as well as his son Tutankhamun. See, that's what's wrong right there. That's what's wrong. Okay? So if he grew up in the house that they just, she just said, let's, let's reread this. I knew it was coming. I thought it was coming by for a minute. Remember I said that? I thought it was in the past. Okay? So, so let, let's look at where, where did she put it? Let's go right here. Okay. As a result, the concept of a single mono, um, monotheistic God resulted and was propagated or was, was promoted by many self-proclaimed prophets, such as the Jewish slave leader Moses who lived, who grew up in the house of the Pharaoh and, uh, and, and uh, Imhotep III, and his son Akhenaten, and his wife Nefertiri, as well as his son Tutankhamun. So now let's go to real history, because 
it might have been Emotep the third, but his son was not Akhenaten. It was Ramses the second. So it was Ramses the first whose house Moses grew up in, not Akhenaten. And his son, or not, not Emotep the third, and his son wasn't Akhenaten, and his son wasn't Tutankhamun. Those people were real, and that chain is is in, in his wife Nefertiri. But that was not who was in charge as the pharaoh at the time that Moses grew up. It wasn't. He was in the house of Ramses the first, and Ramses the second was the one who chased him across the desert and that whole thing when he freed the slaves. Look that up. So she's wrong. But I think it's because in 1947, we didn't have that concept downright. I'm going to have to look at when they when they got that uh, set in the timeline to where it is the way it is now. Because the, what she's saying is that Moses knew Moses knew Tutankhamun. So, okay, so hold on. What about the story then of, of the, the firstborn? They didn't have a secondborn son. So is, is the, the next son that was born after um, Moses uh, did his whole thing and got the Jews out of, out of there? Did, they, did Nefertiri have another son and they named him uh, 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 Tutankhamun? Right, so it wasn't it wasn't Emotep the third, and it wasn't Akhenaten, and it wasn't Tutankhamun that Moses knew. It was Ramses the first and Ramses the second. But I do think that Nefertiri was the wife of Ramses the second, but that doesn't mean it was the same Nefertiri that was the mother of Tutankhamun. Do you understand? So look that up. That's just wrong. Her timeline right there is off to true history that we know now. So that means she knows a history that they that they knew in 1947. That's what they suspected, but they figured that it was it was wrong. I mean, if you look at not too long after that, I mean, when when did they make the movie with Charlton Heston? That was made in the 40s. So we had already known that. So she just blatantly got that wrong. Maybe she wrote it down wrong because there are footnotes here that we don't get to know what they are. So maybe these footnotes explained something here that that guy didn't talk about or put in to the book that we're listening to, right? But because that's wrong. All right, let's continue here. I press play. Oh, well, that's it's the end of the chapter. All right, so the, why don't we just stop there because we're well, I'm, I'm 20 minutes over. So we're going to do that. We're going to stop right here at the chapter eight at the one. That's probably what we did last time. <laughs> and so I'm going to write down that we're right here and we'll start right there and ne next time. But I'm going to make sure that I uh, put a footnote there that we're at the end of uh, chapter eight, part one. So I'll, I'll have the I can make sure I find this spot. Right. So we're one hour, 54 minutes, 50 seconds. Chapter 8, Part 1. Okay. So then, yeah, we'll just, we'll pick that up uh, next time right there. But, the, I mean, the, this is why when I when I read this the first time or listened to the audio here and read along with it, this is why I was like, I have to do this on air. Because if you just leave this out there for people, they're literally going to, most people who just hear this and listen to this, they're going to take it as the gospel. Because most people don't listen to things with the with the mindset of of disbelief, okay, and that's what I do. People say to me, you know, what gives you the right to think that you can create an ancient aliens, uh, you know, group on Facebook? The fact that I'm I've been investigating them since I was seven or eight years old, my entire life, okay, and and I don't go into it going I want aliens to be real. I go into it going, okay, this whole thing is bullshit, 
and I'm going to disprove it in every way that I can. And then when you can't disprove something, you then you go, okay, that's compelling. Let's start looking at that from a different uh, perspective then. That might be something here. So I'm not trying to say that this is like the CIA in the next room screwing with the CIA, right? Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to we're gonna pretend that this lady's having a conversation with this alien so that we could just disavow it all to the world, first of all, right? So we're going to keep this secret from the world. But what we're going to do is we're going to play the biggest joke on our friends, right? So the CIA is in th two rooms over projecting thoughts to this to this uh, bio robot that they created who's pretending that she's an alien that has in, having a conversation with this woman mentally. And this, this woman is writing things down and giving it to the other CIA agents in the next room. And they're, they're buying into it. Well, we want to ask questions. No questions. No questions. Shut up. Just listen. Just listen. Oh, by the way, I need some more books. Give me these books. I want this book and that book and all these books. And then she bases all of her historical uh, 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 leanings on the books that they give her to read. That's that's verbal Kent all over. Right. So she's telling some truth about what's going on about the universe, about that. So that's where we're getting the glimpse, and that's why I'm doing this, because I am pointing out, by the way, those things that they are doing and what she is saying without saying. And that's why I'm doing this, because it's more important to understand this This right here is she's coming at you from a point of a conqueror, an atheist conqueror, who believes that she is God and the Almighty, and there's nothing more powerful than her other than other people, but she's a lowly captain of a spaceship that crashed on Earth. So she's not in charge of, of her organization that she works for, right? So there is somebody higher up the ranks than her. Do you see? But she's not saying that outright. So those, these are the things that you have to learn from people when they, you gain knowledge from somebody by what they say, but not so much as is 100% what they say true, but what they don't say, how they say what they say, and, and, and how they try to paint themselves and how they try to, to um, paint themselves in a relationship or as uh, in perspective uh, towards you. And she's trying to say, basically, you're a penal colony. I can leave whenever I want. You can't. Right. You have no hope of escape. We're not here to help you. However, we have in the past, we've created all of your civilizations. So she's claiming that there she her race is responsible for everything that we know because 8,600 years ago, we brought the, the, the Vedas to the Vikings and they brought it to the Arabs and the Arabs adopted it and pretended that they got knew it from before the Vikings. But what was us? Uh, and then we also um, came down here and changed the religions, uh, but then it was corrupted by the priests and, they, and then they changed it. So, to, so we created your God. <laughs> Do you see? And that was a misunderstanding. We were trying to tell you that you're all gods. But we weren't trying to free you. Nowhere in here did she say the reason we did that was nowhere. We came down here and changed the way they had things being taught. Why? Were you trying to free the slaves? Well, did you want to fight against the slave masters to do that? Well, we're doing that too, but we're not shutting off any of their devices. We know they're there. Some of our people have gotten caught in them and made it home to tell us where they are, but we're not shutting those off. We're just hoping we don't get caught and, and get put down here, but some of us have. So we're not trying to free you, but we're coming down here to disrupt because why? We're trying to free you, right? So we're, we're changing things down here. to We're trying to tell you that you're that everyone's a god, that you guys are all gods. So that means they were trying to free us, but they were not trying to help you in any way. And you're still stuck here. 
So maybe what she's in a backhanded way trying to tell us, look, you guys are all gods. She's trying to help us to free ourselves. I mean, that's that's a possibility, right? But she's still putting us in a position of, well, we're trying to free you, but you're a penal colony and we own you. She started saying that in the beginning. See, I'm just saying, I think, you know, like I said, I think that this is a real alien. I don't think it's a, a joke by the CIA playing a joke on the CIA, right? And why would they do that and then cover the whole thing up, right? And then, man, that was the worst trick those guys ever pulled. It went on for six months while we interviewed that fucking alien, didn't it? But then when we went to go and, uh, and, and capture the alien, she checks out, right? So so how would this, if the CIA had that kind of technology to do that back then, we would be we would have space travel and, and we wouldn't be living the way we're living now because if they in 1947 could make a bio robot that they could just switch off, <laughs> somebody would have said there was never anybody occupying this. They would find it out because they would what? They would dissect it take it apart and they would go this is not how that thing runs look here's a battery in here they knew about that stuff back then right we had batteries so how so obviously there had to have been somebody in that bio suit occupying it that got away okay so the fact is that's not the cia having fun that's the answer that everybody has skeptics always say and no you're not channeling anybody you're just channeling the cia they have remote viewers that are designed to do that to keep you confused so that you don't get the real knowledge Really? So no one on earth can get the real knowledge every time someone on earth is trying to channel knowledge from somewhere else. It's always been the CIA. So who was talking to um, Moses then? The CIA from the future? (laughs) (laughs) They got here and realized that Moses talked to somebody and they projected themselves back in time and pushed away the person that was in history so that they could change history to what their narrative was? And we did this in the future, right? I'm supposed to buy that? If I buy that, I buy that you know, some dude in the 1700s sailed his ship until he found a 400-foot ice wall and sailed 70,000 miles downstream and came back upstream and never found the end of this firmament. And, and But it didn't affect him and his crew the whole time they did that. But from that point on, it affected the entire planet. If I'm buying that story, I'm buying this one. <laughs> okay. And if I buy both of those stories, I am Whistler's grandmother, or I am Abraham Lincoln, and I'm not, and I wasn't. Well, I might have been, but I don't think so. Okay, guys, so that's that's that, right? Let me put myself back on the camera here. I'm, I'm sitting over here talking to you guys. You don't even see me all day, right? I put my other camera back up. As you can see, I'm gonna have to add light over here. I have a I have light right back here, but I haven't turned it on. I have my cameras further away from me, so the light isn't is well on me right now. I didn't want to mess with that today. Uh, to do that, but I've changed the other camera because remember the camera kept turning off on me, that other one. So I, I took that one out and put my old camera in. However, I have to turn more light on myself and maybe I'll use the green screen uh, on that. And I'm sitting like, wait, you know, I, I bumped it and it slid <laughs> over just a bit. Wait, I'm going to move over here so I'm in the center of the camera. Uh, so this one's, you know, further zoomed in and it's a good quality camera, but um, I just didn't like it because it was so zoomed in. So I bought another camera and that thing just started being a pain in the butt. It's better to work on remotely with that. Uh, or my ProGo or GoPro, whatever you call it, GoPro. I have one of those here someplace in a box right over here on the floor. <laughs> I haven't even pulled out and used it. I can put it on my head and, you know, put it in the dashboard of my car and film all that shit, whatever I want to do. Okay, so that's that. That was uh, That's part seven. Uh, we still have, we're only, we're about, not even halfway through this thing yet. So it's still going to take us quite a few more uh, weeks uh, to get this thing down. But 
Um, I think that there's a lot of lies in with some truth. So I believe this is really an alien that is really talking, but I don't believe uh, everything that she's saying. And I, and I don't believe that she's coming from a place that she's been alive for. And I, and I don't want to believe that because she, she's claiming that she's been alive for hundreds of trillions of years, but yet she's talking just like a person in 3D reality here on our planet with the same maturity level. Do you understand the, the ramifications of that? Right? Think about that. So if that's the case, then the truth is this is all we got. If we break out of this place, it's just like this place. Do you understand? We're a reflection of the entire universe here, a micro universe here on this planet to the to the macro universe. And if that's the case, we get off this rock. Guess what? It's just a bigger earth. All the same things are going on. I see that's 3D. That's 3D thinking and 3D reality, not above that. So when she's here, she's occupying this three-dimensional body, but she claims that she has ascended to light. And yet her wisdom is only three-dimensional wisdom and words. And even if the concepts are coming through, okay, she's not in any way, in my mind, convinced me of a soul who's been around for a couple of hundred trillion years. Okay, she, in my mind, is communicating as a soul who has only third dimensional wisdom. Because she's saying things on talking about three dimensional things in a three dimensional way, not that in our universe, she's not giving us any information of what's up out there. Do You understand? She's only talking about our plight. You guys are locked up here and this is what's going on with you. And here's how my people have influenced your people in the past, but not giving us any inkling or, or you would be amazed at the wonders that we actually have. None of that. So that's not someone who's trying to actually break us out because when you're trying to break somebody out, you want to give them incentives. And I don't see her doing that anywhere in this entire time. And I haven't. And when I read the whole thing the first time, it, there's none of that going on. There is nothing of the, you guys need to break out of here to save yourselves because, oh, you would be surprised the wonders that are there. None of that. The entire time she was very careful to just paint her people as responsible for our civilizations on this planet and that we're a penal colony and that we were locked up by other people and she really doesn't know where all of us are from. It's just that we're from all kinds of places that have been dumped here for trillions of years. Souls have just been dumped here from everywhere else, like Australia is the to the to our planet. So the earth is to the universe as Australia is to our planet. So we're playing out what's going on in 3D reality in our universe on our planet. So that tells me that when you break out of this place, if we're still 3D, it's still the same everywhere else, which is it should be. Because 3D is 3D is 3D. The only thing that changes is slight things like language and uh, laws and semantics as to uh, religions and things like that, right? You're going to have different uh, origin stories if you're on different planets, right? You're not going to always have the same origin story. But yet, it all goes back to we're all part of the creator. And that came from outer space. And I know that because the aliens came here and they were talking about that, including and, and talking about the one. Okay. And it was gray aliens that are part of what she's a part of, but apparently they're not the same people.
because she doesn't believe in a God and the other ones do. Why? Because one is in service to others and the other is in service to self. There is no difference if you're in 3D reality or 4D or 5D or 60. It's only after halfway through a 60 and up where there is no good and evil, good versus evil. Okay, so that tells me cut and dry, she is in service to self. So she's evil. So she's not to be trusted in anything she says is going to make her and her race look like our savior race. And that's what she's trying to do here. Do you see? That's what she's trying to do here. What is this? Julie says, I'm full. Let me put this on. I'm full up on Wanders. Is that what you said? Wanders' granddaughter decided uh, toothpaste would be good to use in her in her bath water. Oh, Lord. <laughs> toothpaste in the bath water, right? I mean, kids do things, you know. And if they can reach it, they're going to play with it, right? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so... Yeah, ch childish calculations, Melissa. Yeah, and and so the, that's the that's the truth of what I believe is happening here. But is it an alien? Yeah, and so I'm going to try and wring out as much information as we can get from this alien, given the fact that she's not trying to give us any information, but it's there. You just have to see it. It's esoteric. When you're interrogating somebody, it's not what they say; it's what they're not trying to tell you, and that stuff becomes apparent by whether. And that's why she didn't want to be cross-examined. Because if you can cross-examine, they have to keep their lies straight. If you ask a question for them to give you verification, hold on, let's go back to when you said the penal colony, or let's go back to that's not the way we have history known from Egypt currently. Um, so what you're telling me is that Moses lived in a different time, and he wasn't Ramses II, which is in all the history books in the Bible, and that it was actually Akhenaten, right, or, or, or uh, uh, his father. Do you see? And, and may, who knows? Maybe we're wrong in our history and she's right. But I, I thought that originally we thought that and then it turned out the timeline was was not what they thought it was. And so they had to adjust that. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong about all of this that I think I know because, hey, I live in the penal colony where I've been brainwashed. <laughs> right? So I don't know what to believe anymore, man. That's, I think, what she's trying to get across to everybody is make us so screwed up by listening to what she has to say that we don't know what to think anymore because your religion was only a mistake in, in verbiage when someone was telling someone something and the priest corrupted it. Well, I that was told by raw as well, that basically that's what happened, but that wasn't because it was a misunderstanding. It was done because the priests wanted power. They were evil and they wanted to consolidate power for themselves and set themselves up as the ruling class. And that is what they have done with all the religions. They set themselves up as the ruling class. And then you had people that were coming here to say no about that. Jesus said it. Moses said it. Mohammed said it. You had many people coming down to say, no, no, that's not true. That's a lie. It's not that way. There isn't just a king who's in charge. There isn't a monarch. There isn't a top dog, a pope that's in charge of all of you. You're, you're all free, right? We, we've been saying that for a lot longer than, than that. So, my point here is that I don't believe that her people created all of our religions and all of our uh, societies, right? Well, it was only when we got here, see? So see us as your savior is what she's painting themselves as. But at the same time saying you have no hope of escape, you're stuck here forever. 
and not entice and not trying to tell us you should be trying to get out of this predicament. We can help you. That might come at a different time, but it didn't come in anywhere in this in this four hours worth of uh, content that we have here. All right, guys, um, share this out, share this out, share this out. Thank you. I love all you guys who uh, who come and watch this and from wherever it is that you are around in the world. Um, and share this out, um, and I'll put it up in the MP3 um, file. Uh, broadcast will go up in a little bit today. I think I have. I'm working on uh, that one show that I did. Uh, just so you guys know, if you're if you are out there, uh, there's a show that I did that was like five hours long, uh, two weeks ago, and I can't pro I can't put that on the podcast, the MP3 podcast file because they, they it has to be three hours. I can't go over three hours. So I'm editing. I have the first segment, and I'm going to get the second segment, and that way it'll be worded, and so it'll be Orion Rising News, and it'll be on a date from last week or the week before, and I was on talking about what was going on here uh, in Afghanistan, and then uh, and then I had a couple of my buddies came on, and we just went talking to the crowd and went on, and we ended up five hours and 20 minutes, uh, so I'll have those two uh, up as soon as I get the, the second half of that edited. Uh, so that you guys will know when you're watching it, this is part one of that day and then part two of that day. So, um, uh, you know, expect that. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get that done today or tomorrow uh, and I'll get this this up in the MP3 and then you'll see all of a sudden two new episodes will pop up and they'll all be part one and part two of uh, something that happened last week. Um, okay, so uh, there's that. And uh, we're still working on getting the webinar back up um, and, and we're, we're trying to extend because you know, right now, this particular day, I haven't had any, hardly any planes fly over at all. So you haven't seen any disruption of my internet. It depends on the day and, and where the wind's blowing, whether these fires are, are raging out of control or not. Um, the last three days they were going out, you know, I was counting more than 20 an hour uh, going out and in, out and in. Uh, one day I was out uh, talking, picking up Chinese food the guy was delivering. And he lives here in town too, over by the airport, by McClellan, the military base. And he and I were talking about how frequent they're flying in and out. Uh, and he's, because he's there, they fly, uh, he, all of them, he hears all of them. I hear them when they're, when they're vectoring east, they fly over my house. If they're going north, I don't hear them as much because they usually fly over Sacramento. Uh, and I can see them sometimes, but can't hear them. But these guys go literally on right over the corridor, right over the top of my house. And, and it's loud. You can, sometimes you guys can hear them on microphone, but most of the time my Wi-Fi just goes ding, ding, ding. <laughs> while that's happening. So that's why we were having issues with me. And then uh, we got it set up to where uh, my buddy might run it, uh, the, the show, the webinar, so that I don't have that issue. So if it's still going on, then I'll, I'll have him do that. He'll run the webinar and then we'll we'll just do that. But we're looking at doing it at the end of um, September at the full moon. I just haven't confirmed that date with all of the speakers. I've got it confirmed with two out of the four. Uh, so I'll get the other two to confirm that, and then I'll put a meme out, and you guys will know that we're going to be doing that. And that's going to be, um, is your reality um, in your getting in your way, or is your, is your reality holding you back? Sorry. <clears throat> Which is a continuation of the zero point. Zero point energy going through to zero point spirituality. We changed the name of that because people were not understanding the difference between zero point energy and zero point spirituality because it's the pass through from the, well, you'll see that when we do the show. <laughs> it's it's when you, it's when you realize that there is that you are part of the creation and you you're coming out the other side of that. So it's basically the the reemergence, the pneuma once again, the the you realizing that you are not just the spark of God or the breath of God, but that you consciously are that God, and that you're a a piece of that God that all of us collectively make up one whole. And that we're just separate here in this place. Why? Well, it's not because it's a penal colony, but in a sense, it is a penal colony 
because it's designed that way for us to be separated from the knowledge of the one. It has nothing to do with something we did wrong on a planet somewhere and they dumped us here. Do you understand that? That's a narrative of someone who's trying to conquer you and push themselves into a place of we're your saviors. We're either here to get you freed or we're the ones that put you here. That's what that's what they do to get in. Okay. You do that with everything. You create the problem, you give somebody the solution, and you become the hero for administering the solution. Do you see? So if you can't get everybody convinced that they're a slave labor race uh, and that they were created to, to mine something, then you say, oh, well, okay, you, you, but you are a penal colony and you've been wrongfully uh, kept here and we can help you escape. So let us come in your house and we'll show you the way out. And then when you let them come in the house, they go, now we own you. We're here. We're your saviors and you need us. But we have to be there to fight off the bad guys with you. We can't fight them out here in space and then just open the gates and let you walk out. Why? Well, because, you know, we want slaves too. <laughs> you see? That's what the purpose of this is. So it's two, it's two parties fighting over the, the human race as their slaves. That's what you got going on. So you got the Draco and you got this Dominion, right? The old guard and the Dominion and those forces are fighting over the people that are asleep on this planet. But it's not because we were locked here as prisoners. It's because this is how we have to be to make the choices that we're supposed to make in this reality. So you are a prisoner, but you're a prisoner of your own accord. Do you understand? You're a prisoner of your own accord, and you're doing that to better yourself. So what is the purpose of the 3D reality and life? What's happening in 3D life is that the one true creator is starting to wake up and recognize itself and its consciousness in the three-dimensional world. Ponder that for a while. There's your homework. Ponder that one for a while. Right? Okay, and here I have a quote for you that I'm going to read. Let me pull it up on my phone here. I put it in the group the other night. <clears throat> this kind of explains this. So this will be your homework uh, is, is pondering that and this because it's the same thing, right? So here we are. Here it is here, and let me pull it up. Right. So this, this is your, this is the, so what I just said and, and this right here, ponder these guys and I'm going to ask for people to give me uh, answers next week. So pay attention. Anybody that turned off early, you're not going to get to know the answer at all. But <clears throat> here's a quote from Eckhart Tolle. You can look him up. Nothing is real. No, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Ponder that. That's your homework. Ponder that and tell me how that applies to everything we just talked about here. So next Friday, when we come in, I'm going to start, I'm going to start by saying, okay, who has an idea as, and then I say, okay, and my phone turns on and wants to um, record what I'm saying and look it up on the internet. Um, but I, but I'll do that next week. And I, I'll, I'll, and I, I put it in my uh, chat with these people that are supposed to be very awake and uh, not that, but I put in that basically that concept in a video and um, only one person responded. <laughs> no one else took the homework serious. Like I'm not doing that, and because because they don't, they probably don't have the answer, and they don't want to feel like they're stupid, so they're just ignoring my question. So please don't do that. I want to see how many of you people are actually have an idea of what's going on, and you can what I said there and what I just said about us in the 3D reality and and why we're here. We're here by our own accord, because this is the only way that we can better ourselves. We're trying to better. I'll read it again. Yes, I will. 
Okay. So we're here. Oh, this is me speaking, and then I'll read you the quote from Eckhart, okay? Because these have to do with each other. So we're here as a prison colony because we put ourselves here. Because we put ourselves here on purpose, separate from our, you know, collective mind think so that we're, we don't realize we are the, the one because we're trying to better ourselves. And in doing so, what has happened, and that's a quote from, from Eckhart, but I don't have that written down. So I'm going, but I, but I will read what I have, what I just read a minute ago. Hold on, let me bring that back up so I can see it here. Okay, so, so another quote from Eckhart is, <clears throat> that what's happening here in 3D reality is that the one true creator is actually starting to <clears throat> problem, excuse me, <clears throat> problem with my phlegm there, that the one true creator is waking up and starting to understand its own consciousness in 3D reality. So we created this reality for us to be here, and now the creator is actually moving uh, the conscious mind into this reality and becoming. So that's happening on all of every, not just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever, however many dimensions that there are, the creator itself, ourselves, is becoming conscious in all of those places and realizing consciousness in all of those places. So not just are we living here, right, and supposed to learn something, but we're actually becoming. So this is our reality, right? So here's the quote from Eckhart Tolle right? Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing real can be threatened, right? Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Ponder that and what I just said. And right? Yeah, creation experiences different things. Absolutely. That's the purpose of why we're here. All of us individually are, are uh, uh, created, we created all of everything individually, and all of us are here occupying uh, this. I'm in this avatar, you're in that avatar, and we're having completely different experiences. Even together, side by side, experiencing the same thing, we're having completely different experiences. Why? Because we all, everything that we experience and how we perceive that is based on our experiences personally. The knowledge that I've gained in this avatar is all I have to judge what I see and what I hear. That's why when you have two separate people standing side by side and they see the same accident, you separate them and you interview them as a police officer, they're going to have different stories as to what they saw because it's a matter of their perspective. So, uh, you know, a quote from Star Wars is, is another one that's that's perfect. It's apropos for this instance is when Luke was talking to um, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was dead, and he said, you know, he's there as a, as a spirit, and he said, Luke, you're going to find that the truths that we cling to depend greatly on a certain point of view. And Luke said, looked at him and said, a certain point of view? What he was trying to tell Luke there was that. The, truth, the, the truths that you, me, all of us cling to are directly related to our point of view. And our point of view is created by our memories and experiences as an individual. So if I meet somebody from China, and I, they grew up in China their entire life, they know that entire culture, and, I'm, and I grew up here in America my entire life, and I know this entire culture, you take the two of us and put us in Africa, we're going to perceive the African people and their culture from our cultural perspective. Do you understand? It's that way with everything. 
And that's what gives us the, the difference that we want to have, because the truth is this exercise is being done to learn new. So we're teaching ourselves new things by having completely different experiences. Even when we're having the same experience with someone, it's completely different because it's literally bound by their perspective and also by their emotional state at that time. Okay. So that's beautiful. That is, it's beautiful. I mean, uh, the, the problem with that is that, you know, that, that sucks for us when we're trying to prove something like say in a court of law, everybody's got a different story, <laughs> right? but you can still listen to all the different stories and get to the bottom of what's actually happened. Do you understand? So you have to treat people like children. That's what they do in the courts. Talk to the children, find out all their stories, and then you're going to get the real story from listening to all their stories and putting it all together. Then you're going to find the real true story of what happened. Do you understand? So that's what we're doing is we're doing all of that and we're going to report back to ourselves with all these experiences and the one true creator is learning and expanding its own consciousness by doing so. So we have to have certain things happen a certain way. So when you're in a 3D reality, are you in a prison colony? Yeah, you're in a you're in a panic room inside of a panic room inside of a panic room. You got to figure out how to get out of the panic room, peel back those layers. That's what we're here to do. So when somebody comes down and says, "Oh no, 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 you're here because people didn't like you and locked you here." Now, that person is trying to continue the idea in your brain that you're a prisoner. Do you understand? That's what that woman's doing. That alien woman is doing. She's not helping us, but she's going to help us whether she likes to or not. And that's what I'm here to do. We're going to pull out and ring out the truth of what she's not saying to us. And that's why I'm even doing this. That's why I'm not trying to interpret what she's saying. I'm just outright questioning what she's saying and letting her say it. And then saying, you know, this is, look, that doesn't, uh, it doesn't actually work in history. It's not that she was wrong because the history at 1947 is different than the history we know now because we've learned more and discovered more about our own history. And she just doesn't have that knowledge, and she should. But she doesn't. Most people wouldn't even catch that. They just listen to what she says and go, oh, man, we're so screwed. It's a penal colony, man. They got us in a fix, man. And there's these things out there floating around that's going to wipe my brain, man, and give me some secret story that you're a secret agent. Come back to help. That's all, man. Just do your job and be a secret agent because that's what we tell you to do. And that they designed this place for us only to live about 50, 60 years and they have to capture us again and bring us back. That is shoddy fucking work. Shoddy fucking work. I'm telling you, we've created prisons that are better than that here. So uh, the people who are supposed to be our masters are uh, less inept than we are, is what you're telling me. We create prisons people can't get out of. They have to have guards to let them out. They'll die in there from starvation and they won't be able to get out. They will be there until they die. So we created a prison that, is, that leaves you there forever. But they created a prison that only leaves us here as long as this avatar can live and they got to recapture me somewhere and put me back in. Why not create a, a life form that lives forever and put me in it? Then it's a true prison. So I'm not buying it. It's a penal colony. I'm not buying that. Because if it is, it was created by fucking morons. My fucking nephew who is, or my grandnephew who is fucking eight can figure out a prison system better than that. Okay. So that means these people who created this and the ones that are out there, she's talking about it, but they're morons. They don't know how to do anything. 
but yet we do. Oh, because you're all the creative people that we don't want around. So we, we can get into that. I talked about that before where she claims that like every animal that was ever made was manufactured some hundred trillion years ago and nobody wants those to manufacture them anymore because the, so they don't know how to do it. So they, they don't know how to fix it. And all, uh, all life form is dying because they, no one knows how to make any. So that doesn't mean that somebody should get to work on maybe that there would be somebody wait, if you're in a society of a bunch of evil people, you don't want to help people. So I'm not going to go to work and build that. So again, She's propagating without saying it. She's telling a story. Her people don't want to do that because that's helping people. So no one knows how to fix the animals anymore. No one else knows how to make plants anymore. The ones that exist are the ones that exist. And, and it's all slowly going away because nobody wants to learn how to do that. That's because they're all in service to self. They don't want to fucking help the, the, uh, anyone. Someone else out there will do that. That's because someone else out there is doing that. And those are the people that are in service to others. And so by her talking the way she did, and that was about an hour and a half ago, not in today's show, but on the, on the uh, video. But in talking like that, that's what told, tells me she comes from a society. She is in service to others. I mean, to self. She's evil. So her conquering race is as well. Because no one that she knows does any kind of repairing of anything or inventing of anything. We locked those people away a long time ago. That is a totalitarian uh, communist or Marxist ideology here in this world. They capture all of the people that they need. They use the ones that they have to have. And the ones that are in any way free thinkers, they lock them up or kill them because you can't have people thinking for themselves because that does what? It creates dissent. So you're going to take all of those people and put them in a penal colony, but yet let them have those discoveries. No, because what happens is they, they start realizing that they're free. So you would mind wipe them, but not let them have them. And so she's saying, well, the mind wipe stuff doesn't kind of work as much as they thought. And some of the machines broke down, so it's not as good as it was. And that's why you guys are starting to think you're waking up. So she's got an answer for everything. Do you see? And even if that is true, then good. That means we're close to getting out of this fucking place. But it's not going to be through her. Although it will be in some ways because I'm going to glean as much knowledge that she's not telling us and then contest most of what she is telling us if I think it's bullshit, right? All right, guys. Namaste. I love you guys all. You know that, right? I'll share this out. Thank you for being here. Um, have a good evening or good night or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. I'll see you next Friday to do this again. And I might come on during the week to do other things. There's a lot of news going on, a lot of stuff I can piss people off about, but maybe not. You know, I've been thinking about just coming on and cutting up and doing some jokes. Maybe I'll do that. I did that one time and went over pretty good a few years ago. People kind of liked it. Right now, maybe we need more comedy than we need more people going, ah, Joe Biden's a moron, freaking moron. Can you imagine if this was the orange guy, right? If if he had done what this president is, has done and debauch, debacle and, and, oh, my God, they would already have impeachment uh, 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 case against him and be trying him already. <laughs> it's only been a week. They'd already be after him. They're talking about it. Talking about him. I mean, so they're throwing him under the bus, guys. Get ready for the wild ride that's going to happen because the Democratic Party is, is about to make a move. Um, and they're hoping the Republicans are going to try and do it first. But I, I think the Democrats are um, are do, doing this on purpose. They're throwing Joe under the bus. They're already starting to, hey, he's crazy. He's the, it was his idea. He was the one that did it. He didn't listen to anybody. Right. And they're leaking, they're leaking that out for a reason. Pretty soon they're going to go after him and say he's not fit to be the president. But they have to realize, you know, are we going to be able to put Kamala Harrison as the president and how that's going to work? Right. 
Yeah, it's gonna get crazy, guys. Um, so yeah, yeah. Julie says yes, news, right? So yeah, so you'll probably see me. And just so you guys know, anybody listening to this, if you see it titled Orion Rising News, know that I'm gonna trigger you. I don't care what political party you are, because I go out. I'm an equal opportunity smacker. I'll smack you upside the head, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, because I'm neither. I'm not even an independent. I'm a no party affiliation. That is literally what I put down in my paperwork when I uh, signed up to vote. No party affiliation. That's a political party. I'm like, well, don't want you guys just put anarchy as a political party because you can't. <laughs> you can't put anarchists down because anarchy means no political party, not even your guys' system. So they put us down as they list us, those of us who are anarchists that believe that we don't need a government to rule us. They put us down as no party affiliation, which is fine with me because I think for myself. So I'm going to piss you off no matter what. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes you guys are a little more moderate and, you know, down in the center and you guys don't get mad. And you laugh about me going, yeah, man, get after those yahoos. Uh, because there's, you know, there are, there are pieces of work on both sides of that spectrum, you know, all the way crazy alt-right and crazy alt-left. And, you know, then you have the people trickling towards the center where most people are moderate. You can call yourself a moderate Democrat. doesn't matter. You can call yourself a moderate Republican. It doesn't matter. If you're a moderate, you're a moderate, right? And the, and the truth is, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a conservative moderate or a Democrat more a moderate. There's no liberal moderate, conservative moderate. There's, you know, if you're a moderate, you can be a Democrat and a Republican because you're moderate. It doesn't matter. You're in the center aisle, in the middle of the road. If that's where you are, where most American people are, that means you're that's where your representation. That's who you are. That's what humans are. Mostly good people are moderate. They're not extreme. They're not evil. They're not trying to kill or take over or have all kinds of power. So I'm going to trigger you if you are aligned with alt-right or alt-left. <laughs> going to piss you off real quick, like going to get into that story, right? All right, guys. So yeah, be warned if it says Orion Rising News, it's going to trigger you and it's going to be dead in your face, man. I'm raw. I say what I mean and I say what I think and I don't pull any punches. So don't tune in unless you want politics when you see that. Right. So I'll probably be in Monday or Tuesday doing just that. It's going to be hard right now not to do Orion Rising News with all the shit we got going on right now. I just can't stay off air. I keep looking at it. I'm like, I'm going to go on air. I'm going to go. No, no, no. Back off. Back off. People are already had enough of that going on. And sometimes I just have to spill over, man. Right. I've been with you. Yeah, Julie, been with you for a couple of years now. I think that I'm not offended. Yeah, I haven't offended you. Right. See, some of you out there are, are like that. You because you guys are very you're like me. Where or those are the people you guys that keep returning. The reason you do that is because we think alike. Otherwise, you would already if, if we didn't, you'd be like, that guy's fucking nuts. I'm out of here. Right. So we think alike. And that's why you're here. That's why you come to listen to my show and you, you gravitate towards that because you're like, yeah, I like the way he thinks. Because it reminds me of me, right? I remind you, I remind my, of, of you. I remind you of you. Because we think more, you know, along the same lines. And then the people who don't like, you know, who don't call me crazy and leave when I'm doing Orion Rising News, same thing. It's because you guys go, yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. I don't have the long hair right now, but I am a hippie. <laughs> I am a hippie. I always have been. I had long hair. If you go back in my archives, you go back to about three years ago, and I had hair down on my shoulders, and I'm letting it grow now. I'm letting the beard grow out. So this time next year, I'll be looking like a hippie again. <laughs> that shows my age. I don't know what they call hippies now. Do they still call them hippies? That shows my age, right? <laughs> 
I think they just don't they just call them like um, what is it they call them now? Oh, fuck, I don't even know. Do you guys know what the new term? Because I'm I'm 53. I don't know what the new term for hippie is. That's what they used to call them in the 60s, and that was the the you know the people that are like, hey man, it's cool, dude. They were very moderate, very open minded, very in touch spiritually, and and that kind of thing. Thought about things like that and didn't choose sides with this crazy politics, right? Oh, that's right. We call them Americans. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new term, right? I'm a normal person. That's where, that's why I find my hippie. I'm a normal person. All right, guys. So you guys have a great night. Uh, have a great weekend. And I will probably Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, somewhere next week, I'll be on for Orion Rising News. And then Friday, I'll be back at uh, the alien interview once again. And we'll continue on with more of what Errol uh, has to say, right? And we'll, we'll break that down and point out the things that she's not saying, right? No idea. I am older than you, so hippie works for me, right? So you're, yeah, you're older than me, so hippie works, right? Julie said that. That's funny, Julie. Yeah, I don't know what they call. I'll have to ask my nephews and nieces who are young. Uh, you know, what is it that you guys call what we call hippies? They may still call it. everything goes round, right? I mean, I thought it was hilarious when a couple years ago they started wearing the mirrored sunglasses that we used to wear in the '70s that all the cops wore the mirrored sunglasses, mirror shades. And that was the thing. And I was like, when did people start wearing those big mirrored sunglasses we used to wear? And chips, the guy from Chips used to wear those. And everybody in the 70s wore those. So everything comes around. When I was a kid and in the 80s, we were wearing the leather that they wore in the 60s, doing the same shit. So maybe maybe they're calling them hippies again. I don't know, man. Whatever it is. <laughs> Hippie works for me, dude. <laughs> right? All right, guys. I love you. Have a great night. I'll see you guys on the on the flip side, right? Have a good have a good rest of your weekend.